This is an old tale from Orkney, and it's called Hildeland. Now, there was once a man who lived in North Isles, and he had a small croft house. So he was a farmer, but he was also a fisherman. He spent a lot of time at sea with him and his sons fishing. It's what put food on the table. Well, he had a daughter as well, and he used to send her down to the shore to gather shellfish for the bait to put on the hooks that he used for catching the fish. And one day she went down to the shore with her bucket in her hand, and she never came home. Now, the old man grew worried when she didn't come back, so he went down to the shore to look for her, but there was no sign of her. The bucket was lying on the shore, and the shellfish that was in it, all the limpets should be knocking from the rocks, they were scattered over the, over the shore, but there was no sign of her. Now, the man thought that she must have fallen in the sea and been drowned, and being a fisherman, he knew all the tides in that area, so if her body was in the sea, he knew that it would be washed ashore at a ness just a bit further up a headland. And every time the tide turned, he would go down and search for his daughter, but she never came ashore. Now, years passed, and the man was at sea one day with his, his three sons, and they were fishing as usual. When the fog came rolling in. Now that's something that happens a lot in Orkney in the summer. If you get a hot day, you will get fog on the back of it, because the warm air from the land mixes with the cold air from the North Sea, and it turns to fog, and it can roll in really fast. And if you're at sea in a small boat, that can be dangerous, because you don't know where you are. You might end up drifting out into the open ocean, when the fog lifts, no sign of land. Or you could hit a rock, hit a scary, and sink. You had to be careful. And the old man was being very, very careful. He was going back and forth, very slowly, just looking to see if they could see any sign of land. Eventually, they could see something dark in the distance, so they headed towards it, and it was an island. So they pulled their boat up on a fine gravelly beach, and they looked around, but they didn't recognize the place. They didn't know where they were. The only thing that they could see was a path. Well, a path's got to lead somewhere, the old man thought. So he followed it, with his sons trailing behind him. And he walked and he walked until the path led him to a great big house. I mean, it was huge. It was far bigger than the laird's house, and much more impressive. So, he went up to the door, and he knocked. And the door opened, and who should answer it but his daughter, the girl that he'd given up for lost years before. Oh, he was so pleased to see her. Well, what are you doing here, he said. Come in, she said, and I'll tell you. So he went in with his sons behind him, her brothers. And you know, 
If the outside of the house was impressive, the inside was even more beautiful. There was fine tapestries hanging on the walls. There was carpets on the floors. There was fine furniture everywhere. And wherever you looked, there was the glint of gold and silver. Well, his daughter took him into a big room where there was a fire blazing, and they stood in front of it and warmed themselves up a bit. So how come did you end up here? Well, she said, this is, this is where I live. This is my home. This is your home? Oh, yeah. You see, what happened, she said, was that, you know, all those years ago, I went down to the shore to gather shellfish for bait. But I forgot what you had always warned me, and I turned my back to the sea. And a thin man came out of the sea, and he grabbed me, and I got such a shock, I forgot to ask a blessing on myself. If I had said, God be about me and protect me, then the thin man would have lost his power, but I was so scared, I forgot everything about that. And he pulled me into his boat, and he pulled on the oar, and the boat shot across the surface of the, of the sea at a tremendous speed, and he took me to this island. And this is where I've been living ever since. It's one of their magical islands, an island that no human can usually see. It's usually hidden from mortal gaze. This is Helderland. The hidden, glimmering, mirage islands that you can sometimes see in the summer. Well, these ones were no mirage. This one was real. You'll meet my husband soon, he said. We're, we're married now. And he'll be coming home for his tea. So you'll, you'll meet him. Now, after a while, the door opened and in came the thin man, a tall man, black hair and a black moustache and beard. And when he saw them, his, his wife said, This is my father and my brothers. They've come to visit. Oh, wonderful, said the thin man. Oh, that's good. You're very welcome in my home, he said. Well, the old man and the thin man were chatting away together for a while. And the old man was always trying to find out where this island was, but every time he raised that in the conversation, the old man just steered the conversation in a different direction, and he never gave him a clue as to where the island was. But eventually, the thin man said, Tell me, you wouldn't have any cattle to sell, would you? Oh, yeah, he says. I've actually, I've got a very fine coo, the best coo I have in the buyer. Her name's Brenda, and I was going to sell her at the market. Well, I'll save you the bother, said the thin man. I'll buy her from you, and I'll give you a good price for her, too. And he handed him a bag. And when the farmer looked inside it, it was full of gold coins. It was a fortune. But then the old man had an idea. Now he could find out where the island was. So he said to the thin man, Tell me, what island is this, so that I know where to bring the coup? Ah, you don't need to worry about that, he said. I'll, uh, I'll come and fetch her myself. And I think that tea's ready, you know, a wee bite of supper. 
and sure enough, there was a fine meal spread on the table. It was a meal of fish. Well, the, this man was a fisherman. He was used to eating fish, but these fish, oh my word, they were just so wonderful. The taste was so good, he'd never tasted fish like this in his life before. Where did you get these fish? he asked. <laughs> You'd be surprised, said the fin man. Not far from where you live, actually. So they ate their fill, and eventually one of the sons looked out the window and he said, I think the fog's starting to lift, Dad. And the fin man said, Yeah, the fog's lifting now and it's safe for you to go. So they got up to say their goodbyes, and as they were heading to the door, the man's daughter said to her father, Father, is there anything in the house here that you may want to take home with you? Any treasure in the house that you would like to take home? Hmm. Well, the old man smiled, and his daughter smiled back, and he said, Yes, there is a treasure in this house I would like to take home with me. And the fin man said, Just name it, and it's yours. Anything you like, you have my word. So the father smiled at his daughter again, and his daughter smiled back to him. And the man said, You see that big gold dish on the dresser over there? Take it, said the fin man. It's yours. Well, the poor girl, I mean, she was a bit crestfallen about that, because, well, obviously she thought that he would choose her. But, you know, I think that the old man reckoned that she, has, she was doing okay for herself. If she had come back with him, then, well, there was never always enough to eat, and life was hard. The work was hard and long. And she had a pretty good life there, so he reckoned that she was probably better off where she was. So they walked down to the boat, and when they got near there, his daughter said to her father, Father, I have a gift for you. Take this. And she gave him a knife. It was a knife with a beautifully carved handle, made out of some sea monster tusk. And she said, Keep this knife. Keep it close. Keep it safe. And as long as you have this knife, you will have the power to see this island, and you can come and visit me. He thanked her, and they went down to the boat. The fin man said, Just pull in that direction, and you'll be home in no time. They pushed the boat down into the sea, and the old man chomped over the stern of the boat, and as he did so, the knife slipped from his grasp, and it fell into the sea with a plop, and sank to the bottom, and he never seen it again. Now, the next thing that they knew... They were completely engulfed in fog again. Absolutely no sign of anything on either side of them. But in no time at all they sailed out of the bank of fog, and there in front of them was their own hoose. They were right in the bay, right below their own hoose. There was the boat noust where they pulled the boat up into. 
and there was the hoose. So they headed ashore, they pulled the boat up into the noust, and they headed back home. Now they were met by the old woman, the man's wife, and she came out, and she was in a terrible state, and she was going, Oh, thank God you're safe. I'm so worried about you. That fog came in. I thought you'd be lost. Ah, we were fine, said her husband. Ah, we were fine. Well, I'll tell you something that's no so fine, she said. What's that? Well, it's Brenda. We're cool. What about her? Well, she's gone. Gone? What do you mean, gone? Well, gone, gone. I mean, what other kind of gones do you get? Gone, as in not there anymore. I went out to the buyer and the other coos there, but Brenda's gone. And then the old man realised that the Finn man had used his magic because Finn men are powerful sorcerers, and he'd used his magic to come and spirit away the coo. Ah, don't worry about her, he said. Let her go. She was well paid for. And he showed her the bag of gold coins in the dish, and he told her about the hoose with the Finn man and their daughter, who was still alive and safe and well. Probably didn't mention the bit about being able to take her home, but, you know, so after that, they had plenty of money. They had a lot of gold, and they were able to build themselves a better hoose. And they never had to go hungry again. And after that, when the old man went fishing, it was because he enjoyed fishing, not because he had to. But the thing was, he'd lost that knife. And so, no matter how hard he tried, no matter how many times he tried, he never saw that island again, and he never saw his daughter. So, I don't think that he was so rich after all. Do you?